Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now, here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. It's been a little bit, so we're uh, glad you're joining us. Got a lot of updates for you. Nina, take us away. So we're finally back for good this time. We took a couple months off there for obvious reasons, and I'm not sorry about it either, right? Health (laughs) is wealth. Um, I do have updates on that. Um, Finally have some answers. We're finally working towards getting me better. Um, Nothing was really horribly wrong. It's just I'm a little bit of out of balance. And um, a lot of things have happened in the last several months. Uh, All good things. Very, very, very good things. So... This first episode this week is kind of just going to be kind of getting back into the swing of things, updating you guys on what's been going on. Thank you so much for reaching out and sending us messages. Um, I know a lot of you are wondering why we're not recording or what was going on. Um, it, the, the whole theme of today will kind of be a real life example, I, I could say, on how we have when I say we, it's mainly Brian, but, you know, I've kind of been here in the background as well, trying to just manifest certain things in our life and certain doors and changes. And there were big changes that we were trying to make. And we've been working for several years trying to make them happen. But like we've said before on this podcast, um, you never control how or when things happen for you. You can pray you can manifest, you can meditate, you can be, you know, do whatever you can. You can put in the work for it too, but you don't control the how and when ever. And so we have a prime example to share with you guys. It's um, pretty fairly new. It's only a couple weeks new. Uh, no, maybe a month or two new of a development we've had. Um, so we'll talk about change and, you know, why it's difficult for some people to get the life they want. And why some people just, it seems so effortless for them. And they seem to attract things and just have doors open for them and an abundance of health and wealth and happiness and all these things. So that'll be the one for today. And then I am going to stick to putting out two episodes a week. So one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. I was thinking about Friday, but I feel like the weekend, no one really cares to listen to a podcast. So Tuesdays and Thursdays will be all days. Thursdays I will be solo. Most likely, um, unless Brian's bored. And then the Tuesday ones will always have Brian and I in them. Um, so hope we love your feedback, by the way, if you guys think we should do it on a different day or whatnot. As always, we like your feedback on stuff. So I will let Brian talk about most of this episode, talk about the new stuff that's going on. Hit where, it. Where do you want me to start? I think you should start, so most everybody, everyone knows here about um, how Brian's been super into digital assets and cryptocurrency and blockchain, right? We even had a blockchain company at one point. We did consulting for it. We've done a ton of stuff in that area. Um, And he's been obsessed with this space since 2012, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I I first got involved in 2012 when I was in law school. Yeah. Just by happenstance, I had came across an article where it discussed it and became super fascinated by it. And then I went down the rabbit hole uh, 
a lot. <laughs> Side note, this is a funny note. So in 2013, Brian came down to Philadelphia to visit me at one point. We were not together. We were not talking. He was just visiting. And uh, we hadn't seen or spoken to each other in years. And he comes down and we get like hammered off three or four bottles of wine one night in my apartment. And he starts going off on a tangent about Bitcoin. Mind you, I have no idea what Bitcoin is, right? And he's just going on and on and on about it to a point where I had put in a, a nice hefty chunk of my money in it at the time. I think something about Bitcoin that really made me so fascinated by it is that it was basically just a, an opportunity to disconnect government money, right? Like there was yeah. the disconnection of church and state back in the day. And this was an opportunity to disconnect governments in money because you are able to believe in the inherent protocol. It's based on math and it's not based on a central bank that just prints money like it's their job, uh, like it's going out of style, like what has happened over it's the last year. Now, like yeah. Trillions of dollars are being printed. Our money is being devalued literally by the day. Like what you could buy for a dollar a year ago is now dramatically lower because of all this money that the central banks keep printing. And it's, it's not sustainable and it's starting to backfire um, on the economic model that's been created. And I just thought it was so fascinating that you could have a protocol where, because at the end of the day, what is Bitcoin? If you think about it, like digital assets is all encompassing in a lot of areas, but Bitcoin is just software. It's just a software layer and software protocol. And to be able to send monetary value from one party to another without having to even know the other party or trust the other party or have a third party intermediary uh, settle the transaction. I could just do it directly from myself to somebody else. And I could literally have a bank account that sits in my pocket that is not connected to any bank, right? And I have the control of that myself was something I thought was incredibly powerful. And I think a lot of people these days look at Bitcoin as like a digital gold. And if you think about gold, um, it was you know considered, it's, it still has been considered a long-term store of value, but there's a lot of issues with gold. It's not very portable. Um, it's uh, you know difficult to store large amounts of it. You can't transfer it easily. So with digital assets, it's a thing that you can do. Um, is this you trying to talk me out of my... Uh what i asked for earlier oh cardio <laughs> bracelets yeah can't, can't really do much with those we could, we could melt them down though and sell them for true, ounces true. Uh, so then i want to share with everybody so okay but then your normal day job was um in venture capital though yeah for the so basically after i finished law school when i became completely infatuated by this i spent several years in law school learning about it and uh, dedicating a ton of time to understanding the space and it was very early on at the time uh, because Bitcoin was invented and released into the world in 2009. And as I moved through that process, I always wanted, that's like what made me get into technology. But after school, I ended up uh, joining a, what at the time was pretty much a startup company and it focused around venture capital. And we raised multiple technology funds, focused in investing in tech startups and then helping those companies scale through accelerator programs. And I was always still very involved in the cryptocurrency world outside of the company that I was helping build. Yeah, you've written books on it. You've done podcasts on it. You've um, spoken in like over over 60 speaking engagements you've had for blockchain. So you're like big into it. But you still weren't, your full-time efforts and full-time job still wasn't crypto yet. Correct. Yeah. But you were like still like wanting it because like I know it. Like for even, the last when I, even when I would like take a little time away, and like I still had 
different things in the space. But even though like I took, when I would take time away and focus on my other stuff, I would always get like these hints and gut feelings. Like you're going to be in crypto one day. There's a reason why you discovered this. I just always had that intuitive feeling that I would be pulled back into it. And at some point there'd be an interesting opportunity that would align. And then what? Seven years later. Yeah. It was exactly seven years later. I would say late 2020, right? When what? When your opportunity came about. Oh, so... Very late 2020. Well, funny thing is, seven years after I joined the startup, nine years since I first learned about digital assets. So if I really think about it, it took me nine years of being patient and really educating myself and writing books on it. And and I, I traveled around the world and was able to speak on the topic but it really took nine years of patience from when I first learned about it before an opportunity presented itself that was very aligned, where I thought like my skill set was super aligned with it. The space was all digital assets all the time. And so, yeah, I had a new opportunity that presented itself and uh, ended up accepting it. And I've joined a new company where we focus 100% on uh, digital assets. So, you know, helping people in that space, get exposure to digital assets through an investment firm that we manage. And then also around consulting. So basically helping large scale institutions understand and educate them about digital assets and then teach them more about these protocols and networks, how they're developing and what the potential could be for them over time. And then education and connections through the networks that we've developed over the years around connecting them with the right parties if they're interested to get involved in this space, like what kinds of parties should they be using for custodians and different exchanges and things of that nature. So now that's like the background story as like Brian's left his previous position. He's with a new company now. It just happened in the last few months for us. But here's the thing. I can, I mean, I could sit here until the cows come home and just tell everybody right now, like how elated you are and how happy you've been and how you you could just tell when someone's like back to doing their passion, like how it changes somebody. So it's been like such an amazing change. I want to make a note too. It wasn't like I had any issue with what I was doing. Oh, no, 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 no. I enjoyed it too, but it was always like, it was that. And then the one thing that could be the thing I enjoyed the most would be digital assets. Yeah. I feel like even... When you were doing what you were doing with venture capital before, you loved it. Like it was, it would like you would just like eat, breathe, and live it all the time. Like you were obsessed with it just as much. But I would definitely say in the last like six months to a year, I would feel like you your free time wasn't TV or going out with friends anymore. It was working, and then like your free time was crypto. Like I feel like that's where you were headed, where all of your free time was going into learning about it and like you're just your passion and which is like which is a good thing because you followed your passion at the end of the day and I want to make a note here is that I think it's completely normal and acceptable and I think we should all talk about it more and share it more that we can over the course of our lifetime change our passions we do outgrow ourselves we do evolve like you know you could be into venture capital at one point and then 10 years later be into digital assets and something else right and then 20 30 years from now you could just be i just all i want to do is like philanthropy you know all i want to do is go help people i don't care about Mm -hmm. a career or making money anymore so things change people change and i think sometimes we all get stuck in this rut because we know what we're doing and we just we're used to doing it and then we lose this little spark or passion for a little while but we're doing it because it pays the bills 
And it's sometimes taking a little step back and taking a mini vacation helps you get your passion back and your spark back in the same industry that you've been in. Other times, I think it gives you an opportunity to take a step step back and explore other other things and kind of like, you know, maybe try this, maybe try that, maybe read and learn about this and see what captures your interests and not be afraid to take that leap and take that jump. But the main gist of this episode today is more about how long, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Now you can look back and piece all the puzzles together. Why certain things worked, why certain things didn't. Why certain doors opened, why others did not open, right? I think that's a really important thing throughout the journey is you pay attention to what opens and what doesn't because then in the future you can look back and, and understand why certain doors didn't open. And all along there were certain doors for me that maybe I tried to open but didn't and now I see why that happened. It was like the universe was protecting me or guiding me and aligning me on a path that ultimately would result in what right now could be like, there's nothing else I would rather spend my time on every day, right? Like I get up every day and I work, you know, early in the morning till I go to sleep every night and I like am still wanting to do more, right? Which I think is a super huge blessing and something that everybody should strive for. Like it's seven o'clock right now here in St. Louis and it's Monday night. He was working literally five minutes up until before we came up here to record and he's going to go back to work after we're done recording. So when I say like I see somebody just completely obsessed and immersed in what they're doing, like the statement you just made, like there's nothing else that you'd rather be doing. I'm trying to paint a picture for our audience, like legit. I feel like there's, no, oh, well, maybe digging up some like pyramids in Egypt or something. <laughs> but, hopefully, but. In, hopefully in the long term, <laughs> the digital asset space will lead me to the resources to be able to go do like freelance archaeology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, like it's just, I think it's very inspiring and motivating even to me, um, someone who lives with you and, you know, I observe you all the time. But I think it's very motivating and inspiring to somebody out there listening who could just learn from you and realize that your path to success or your your path to the door that you want to open so badly isn't a straight path what by any means. And I used to think that that was so negative when people would tell me that or when I would see it on a post somewhere. And now I look at it just by looking at you and I realize, no, yeah, there are windy roads leading somewhere, but that door that ultimately opens that's for you is like more perfect than you could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. But like, I want you to share like your experiences. Like, did you meditate? How you brought it about? I think what's funny is I, so I got in a, a cycle, I think of what I was doing at my past job, right? Mm -hmm. When I was working and helping building these companies. And I did it for so many years in a row that everything was kind of on autopilot. Like there was new things that would happen. There'd be new corporate partnerships and it was great. We were providing a lot of value, but we weren't really doing anything outside the scope in a sense of what we do with our traditional business model and so after a while i think that it just became very repetitive with all these things but i mean it was super valuable to all the companies that we worked with um and then over time i started thinking okay is this the direct path toward what i started thinking internally is is this the direct path towards my highest and best like my highest and best destiny and purpose on this planet and so when I began meditating and praying about it, I would ask myself, and I was completely unattached to the outcome, I would say, please either continue, I, I, please put me on the path. And I would, in my head, I'd be thinking either that's where I'm at now, or it's another door that opens that allows me to reach my highest and best purpose on this planet and puts me in an environment surrounded by people that I align with in every possible way. 
that also serve my highest and best. And I would always say if there's anything that's in my current environment that doesn't serve my highest and best, please compassionately remove that, whatever that component or element is. And it was a couple months where I started to kind of recognize that and I started implementing that into what I was doing. And then I... Uh, every day. I, I was doing it every single day, multiple times a day. And... You weren't complaining throughout the day either afterwards, right? Like mm-hmm. like all the little new tiny things like you, you were not a complainer to begin with, but you never complained. You did your meditation or your prayers every day, twice a day. And you did what was at hand to your fullest. Like I saw you still show up to work every day with full enthusiasm, putting in the hours way, way, way past 5 p.m. And like make, doing your calls, doing your emails. Like, and I, and I remember this specifically because I remember telling my mom and I'm like, look at him. Like he has no idea where his future is taking him and he knows he wants more and he wants to do more, but it's like he's giving what he has now his 100%. Like not one day did I see you slack. Not mm-hmm. one day did I see you curse or talk bad about your current path that you were on. Instead, you just did it and then whatever. Like your your energy, your mindset, and your attitude was just like in a place where I don't, it's very hard to go there, where you're 100% focused on feeling the feelings of my highest and best, please. And like that like limbo area of patience, don't know what it is, don't know what to do. And then also full on gratitude and hard work for what is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's where you were for, I mean, most of your life. I honestly, this isn't something new. You're That's how you are, I feel. But definitely in the past few months, I noticed that you were not missing a beat. There was not one bad day mm-hmm. from my observation. And what's interesting is when I started putting myself in that mind state, I started having just a huge influx of synchronicities that were happening. Yeah. So to give you some examples, like one is there's a trucking company and the name of the trucking company is the last name of the individual who's my business partner now, mm-hmm. right, that I work with. And it's they would just start appearing out of nowhere. And I already had a long relationship with this person for several years, and we knew each other. And um, I was even an advisor for this particular business before I joined them for full time. And literally every single time I would drive anywhere, this particular trucking company, the the eighteen wheeler, would somehow pass my line of sight on on my car drives every single time, morning or night. And then a lot of times the truck would actually pull in front of me and on the back of it, it would say work for this trucking company, which is the last name. And then it would have a phone number. It would literally say work (laughs) for this, like this thing. And it was just like, like the universe just over and over and over again, putting it in front of my face. And then I started noticing some other synchronicities, like a lot of people that have paid attention to our podcast have heard me talk about Egypt. And I've had this very interesting connection with Egypt for so long. Well, I started noticing on like some Zoom calls that I would have with this person that in the background, they he had a pinball machine in his room that was always on the Zoom calls that he would have when he would present things. And it had the pyramids, yeah. all three pyramids on like an Indiana Jones pinball machine. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, that's just like winking at me every time. And I, I didn't really like, you know, become attached to anything, but I was noticing this huge influx in synchronicities. And then sure enough, you know, just randomly one day I, I get a, you know, a, a chance encounter and have a discussion and it just kind of opens up the door 
And then within a matter, I think, of like a week or two after that, uh, the opportunity presented itself. And it was, and not only did like an opportunity presented itself, there's a lot of things I didn't even say about what, what I was manifesting and hoping for around like what I wanted to have in life, not just like, not just this digital asset thing, but other things I wanted to have in life. And I was like envisioning these and feeling myself in you it. You were feeling them. I was feeling it in it. Like not only did the career opportunity happen, but these other items or material things that I was even thinking about as well materialized in the most random way that you could ever even imagine, either through the company or through an alternative path. And it just happened. Like it just happened out of thin air. And it was just remarkable. Um, And now I fully understand why, as I said before, connecting the dots backwards, I understand why certain things happened and other things didn't happen Mm -hmm. because it was like setting up a gateway to enter into what I've just arrived at now. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a couple things that I've learned while watching you through all of this um, the last several months. And it's helpful because I think this is where most of us get stuck when we want something so bad. So for me personally, I'm very much, I've taken a big, big back seat to all of the buy Dixon stuff we were doing. I went off the podcast. I um, I was supposed to come out with the clothing line. I, I cut back on that. I completely just like, you know, went offline and was just focusing on my health. And I'm still doing that. I'm inching my way back in very slowly, but there's no pressure on on myself at all whatsoever. I will probably take a solid one to two years before I um, like go after it again. But that's a lesson for me that I had to learn. And I don't want to get off topic. I'll talk about more on that Thursday. But just watching him, I tried to apply these things into what I really, really want right now, which is I want my body and my health to go back to where it was, which is it's going to get there. So what I noticed is to the level that we want something is to the level that we believe we can't have it. And I don't know if that's self-explanatory. It took me a couple of minutes to like get my head around this one. But it means like when you want something so bad and you're putting that like neediness and that like I want it right now and why can't I have it or I just if I could have this, my life would be perfect again. That energy repels things from you, okay? And if you think about it and dissect your feelings and your emotions as to why you want something so bad, it's really because you think you can't have it or you have it put up high on this pedestal and it's like so hard to attain, right? And so you want it even more. That's why. That is a subconscious belief and thought process going on in our minds when we want something so bad. And the way to reverse engineer that is to just not think of it as something in the future or put a time limit on it or wonder how and when it's going to happen, but almost like kind of like what I watched Brian do, which was when you're meditating, just be, okay? Ask for what you want. Feel the feelings now as if you're creating it. You're a creator. You're not asking. You're creating, okay? So... This, it's going to get a little confusing here, but bear with me. So the first thing is your attitude. Don't put something on a pedestal and think that it's not attainable or like want it so bad that your life is in shambles until you get it, you know, and you are so ungrateful that you don't notice anything else that's going right around your life, but all you are focused on that one thing you don't have. I think that's a terrible attitude to have. And I'm speaking for this from personal experience because last few months, it's Brian manifesting and feeling good feelings. It was me going through a lot of fear and 
pain, physical pain, and all this confusion as to what's going on with my body. I've never had these issues before and I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere. And so watching him, I kind of like flipped it and reversed it the last two months. And I don't see, I'll use myself as an example. I don't see that my health is unattainable. No, I see it as an absolute. That is how I was born. I was born a very healthy, happy, strong person. And that's exactly how I'm going to live my life. I don't ask the question of when anymore. I used to just like die over like when, when, when. And for those of you who have been following us, I started having issues last April. So we're coming up on a year. And if you told me this a year ago, I probably would have had a heart attack. Like Nina, you still won't be where you want to be a year from now. But I'm here. And yeah, I'm not 100%, but I'm here recording a podcast. You know, I'm doing things. I'm up and walking. I'm doing way more than I was a year ago. So in that regards, it, it just, I dropped that time frame. Like I don't, it's not about time. Time is an illusion. It's irrelevant. If you can just drop into that emotional state of no, don't think about the how, don't think about the when, and it's not something that's on a pedestal that you want so bad. It's just something that you're trying to vibe with when you're meditating or you're praying or you're driving and thinking about that thing that you want. It's just a vibe. And it takes a lot of friggin' practice. And something that's important is when I was putting myself in this space, I was not asking for anything. Correct. Yeah. I was thank I was being thankful that it had already happened. And that's a hundred percent like when I did this for three, four months in a row. It was legit like I wasn't saying, please, I want this or please provide me with this. I would say, thank you. I'm so grateful that you have given me this and I've received it. And when you were like as if it's already occurred. And when you were doing that, even if it was for 10 minutes, your feelings were as if it already happened. So you were like, yes, I've got this opportunity. And like, this is what it feels like. Thank you so much. Like, I'm relieved. I'm motivated. I'm like excited for my future again. I feel abundant again. Like, it's like you feel those feelings for those 10 minutes. And like Brian said, it only took him three or four months of every day of doing this. And so it doesn't take that much time. Time is not the problem. But I, we, we got to also say that it can be different for every person. I right? agree. So no, like my timeline is not, maybe not related. to Correct. Everybody. And in hindsight, it actually took you nine years yeah, to nine get here. nine years of patience. I agree with you. But what I'm saying is I, I believe personally when you put your energy into that gratitude space and you feel the feelings of what you want all the time, instead of asking, wanting, when you ask for something, you are projecting lack. You, when you ask, you come from a place of, I don't have it yet. And so that was, these are the three things that kind of helped me. And then the fourth thing that helped me was that I don't have to sit here and work and ask and try and like look at the doors that are shutting in my face or the nose and this and that, or all, look at all the unknowns that I don't know about right now. All I have to do is create what I want. And that's by feeling the feelings of having it already. And whatever work I have to do to get there, I consciously ground myself and become very aware and present in the moment. Personal example would be, and Brian can share his after I'm done, is that because my focus is health, instead of doing what I did for the last six to eight months, which is just obsess over what's going on and why nobody knows what's going on and I can't eat, I'm nauseous, I'm this, I'm that. Now it's like, okay, I'm so grateful to be healthy. I'm so happy to be running again. I'm so happy to be on vacation eating top. Like I can just eat whatever I want. And I feel great. 
and I feel tacos specifically. <laughs> I, tacos. I feel good, and I start. That's how I start my morning. And then, currently though, I'm following a protocol off of Viome, which is like a testing kit, and it tells you what to eat and all that stuff based on your results. And it's like certain foods I can eat, certain foods I cannot eat, and certain foods I can enjoy. And then there's supplements and stuff to go around it. That's my work. And so now, the first day I got it, which was like a week or two ago, I got super anxious. Like, how am I going to cook all these new foods? Like, I've never even cooked bok choy before. (laughs) You know, like, oh my gosh. Like, it was a complete 360. And then I kind of just dropped into it. That night, I remember thinking, this is it. This is like, you know that saying when they say, you asked God for a cake and candles, and he like came to your door and gave you the batter, the icing, the sugar, and the the flour, and the candles, and you're just sitting there crying, asking for the cake still, but you have all the ingredients to make it. This is that's, that's this is my part right here. Like I have to sit here and I have to create my health now, and so you learn to enjoy that process very um, happily, like very like consciously and like very awareness, like, dropping into it, and that's what I've been doing, and so. All of a sudden, you're not sitting here and thinking, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And, you know, all this stuff. We're focusing on your pain or your other stuff. And it completely shifts the energy in your day. It shifts your mindset completely. It's so crazy how, honestly, you think that you would die if something happened to you. And, like, when you go through something, you're just like, wow. Like, I can feel the same pain now that I felt a year ago. And it doesn't trip me up. Mm -hmm. I go on about my day like a normal person and, like, over the summer, Brian can attest, I'd be like upstairs in our guest room just like crying or just staring at the ceiling. Like I was just doing nothing mm-hmm. because I was so wrapped up in my own mind of like, why, why, why? So that's just something that I think everyone can learn if it's a career, if it's a boyfriend or a husband or a health thing or a house, a car. I don't care what you want. You have to exude the feelings of, you already having having it, visioning it, and feeling that. And just 10 minutes a day is enough, you know? Forget when, forget how. Do whatever the work you have in your present moment to do it and do it with a full heart. Like, be grateful now. Don't curse what you have now. Don't, um, don't complain with what you have now or what you're doing now. You have to kind of just always stay in that good feeling vibration. Something else that I think that happens, and this is something that you taught me, is you kind of make a pact with yourself, you know, because there's a lot of up and downs to this journey that I am not going to give up until I get this, right? You don't, you, you're going to get it and you know it and you don't care about the how and the when and you also know that you're not going to give up. And I also don't think you can even say, I'm not going to give up until I get this because once you get it, that's what just starts, right? Agreed, yeah. The mindset of you just have to have resiliency, right? Yeah. You just have to believe unwaveringly that you are going to get something yeah. and it's going to happen and lose the attachment from the path and lose the attachment from the timeline. Yeah. And as long as you just stay with that mindset, which like I knew for years and years and years, eventually it would happen, but I didn't really care or know how it would happen. Yeah. And you know, here and there it became kind of challenging at times when you're like, I wish this happened on a timeline that I wanted as a, and that's kind of, I think the timeline sometimes is more difficult thing to detach from, but now going through it and I'm sure this will happen many more times throughout my life is you never know when these things are going to happen, right? But you just have to be patient, have faith that they will. But if you and I can go in hindsight right now, right, and explain that part, honestly, everything came at the exact right time. If I, For you and for me, right? It, but the, our ego mind doesn't understand the right time. 
right? Correct. So, like, for, for me, you're right. Looking back on it, I was like, now it all makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It literally happened divinely, like, exactly the right time it was supposed to happen. And that all is crystal clear. But leading up to that time, your ego kicks in sometimes, and it's like, I wish this would happen now, or I wish this would happen a month from now, or something like that. That's all fear, right? It's all projected fear. When we want to speed something up or we want it now, it's based on a fear. Yeah, yeah lack of patience, I would say. Yeah. And so if, if someone were to look at our life from the outside in, from like a 360-degree bird-eyes view, you would just realize how, oh, wow, Brian's doing all of this. Nina needs to take some time off from her stuff and just take a year or two to heal Nina's going to focus on that. Brian's going to go, you know, onward with his career and do X, Y, Z. Nina's going to go towards a more holistic path and be home. And, you know, with this lockdown, we don't go anywhere. We don't do anything. You know, we're definitely not those people who are out partying right now. And so here, Nina, you have all the time to stay home and to heal yourself the natural way, which is, I have talked about this a ton here on the podcast too. I'm very much against um, like allopathic medicine and i'm more for like holistic and functional medicine type things and ayurvedic and it's the exact thing that the universe gave me like you will heal but you're going to heal yourself the natural way with guidance right with the right people and the right professionals in the industry it like took me away from bjc and mercy and wash you and placed me with like um a group of people who are like absolutely freaking brilliant um very brilliant all about natural healing, and they mix like regular medicine too. And it's like, this is what you're going to work on, Nina. You have no distractions. I'm not visiting, going to Philadelphia. I'm not out partying. I'm not traveling, which is normally what I'd be doing, right? And it's like, all you're going to do is this. So the universe kind of just came all together at the right time in a way for both of us, I feel as though to like help us as a family in a way, if I'm saying that correctly, like it's like holistically for all of us, this was the best thing that could have happened. And it's crazy. Wasn't there some huge universal shift that happened recently if you look at like the planetary alignment? So I know that there was a, there was a point where like all planets were, um, all planets were out of re- retrograde and that like never happened. There was something else that happened though that it's like a cycle that only happens like every yeah. 21,556 years All the planets went straight and then it was like Jupiter and Saturn maybe. Or Jupiter, two planets were like conjoined together, but that was like a month ago. But it's true. Um, this year is a big year, even um, astrologically. Twenty twenty one, even is a, a word. Year. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big year with energy shifts and whatnot. Um, I totally believe in that stuff. I don't follow it. I don't know it much, but I do believe in like the moon cycles and this and that. So it's just it, it's it's just like if there's one thing someone could take away from today's podcast is that like don't don't give up. And don't want that thing so badly. You know, like loosen the grip a little bit, relax, enjoy the journey, and absolutely trust and believe that what you're asking for is going to come at the right time. How can you speed up the little process without getting too wrapped up in the time frame? Feel the feelings now. Feel good about that thing now. There are so many things on my list right now that I feel the feelings about. I can't, I mean, I'm not going to get that person. At personal. the same time, you have to also feel good about what is still occurring currently Agreed. in your life. Although you're trying to project yourself to feel good about what is to come, you can't for a second let yourself get negative about what is currently happening, or I think that'll slow you down. Because it's all a blessing. Like, if I look back and, and just, if I look back between April and October, 
So I don't even know how many months is that. April, May, June, July, August, September. That's seven months. I literally was going from doctor to doctor and every single person was like, we don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know. We don't know why this is happening. Cannot help you. Sorry. Don't know what is wrong. That is freaky. Okay. But now I look back and realize that the universe was just shutting all those doors for me so that I could find the right group of people who could help me heal without giving me some really strong, heavy pill that could have some serious side effects and tell me that here you just have to live with it now. Mm-hmm. But here's we can squash the symptoms, you know? And more than that, it opened me up to an area of life that I wasn't it's not that I was unhealthy. I was eating very, very healthy. I just wasn't eating the right variety of foods for how much I was working out. And I was also very stressed out with our stuff too. And so it opened me up to a world of a world of a place in inside of me, in my body and in my mind where I need to just heal and I need to be better about, more conscious about because what good is all this money or success or whatever we're doing if we're not healthy to enjoy it, you know? And Brian doesn't cook for shit. So I'm the one who cooks. I'm the one who does grocery shopping. I do all of that stuff. So it's up to me to make sure that we, and if we have kids in the future, that we all live a healthy life, you know? And it kind of just... It opened that door for me and kind of shone a light like, hey, don't forget about this. You know, you think you're eating salads and smoothies and you're eating really healthy, but you need more. (laughs) You know, you need to do this. And I just think it was a big blessing. You know, now I look back and I realize that it was just all a big fat blessing. And I'm I'm upset that I couldn't realize it sooner. But now that I have realized it, I kind of just look back and, you know, try to apply that to anything else in life at this point like I'm not gonna let that I'm not gonna let that mistake be repeated again in any way you know to be to be ungrateful in the moment to see something as bad is just um, not in the books for me anymore it's all a blessing agree do you want to leave them with anything else no I think you covered it well a what quote you, oh a quote let's see Gratitude is the attitude, baby. Count it. <laughs> that just came off the top of the dome. It was divinely received. All right, guys. Well, we can talk about books, right? We always give a oh, book. Oh, of course. Yeah, go ahead. This book is uh, kind of aligned with what we talked about today, especially with my new opportunity. But I'm reading a really good book right now by a guy named Ben Mesrich called Bitcoin Billionaires. That's about uh, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're not familiar with them. They were the people that initially created the concept for Facebook. And then Mark Zuckerberg like stole the idea. It was like, well, it's like working on a project for them and took the information. And they ended up suing him later when like Facebook was a little more successful. And he ended up settling because they had some pretty damning evidence about what he was doing when he took the idea from him at Harvard. Um, but it's a really fascinating book. But what I learned about this author is that he often goes and like will basically source with a film production company the movie and book rights and then he'll write the book and then they'll make a movie after it and so he the last book he wrote was literally about facebook in this situation it was called the social network so if you've ever seen that movie there was a book that was initially authored by this particular guy and he then did the movie and then he came out with bitcoin billionaires which tells a lot more of the story from cameron and tyler winklevoss's perspective but also talks about like the early days of bitcoin and the companies that they funded throughout the way but i just read today that this particular author just signed a deal with mgm and is going to write the book and come out with a movie that's going to be called the anti-social network which is about all the gamestop 
and hedge fund stuff that's just happened over the last week. And he's going to put together material, so that should be pretty interesting to come out. But Bitcoin Billionaires, I'm about halfway through it right now, and it's a really fascinating read, so I encourage you to check it out. All right, guys. I'll be back with another episode on Thursday, and it's going to be about all the life lessons I've learned only after I turned 30. Oh, wow. And there's a good good amount good of those. Amount. <laughs> good yeah. amount of those bad boys. Um, and I'll also share some little updates that I think everybody could use um, when it comes to your health stuff. Nothing too crazy. I hate talking about the health stuff again and again, but it's kind of like the main thing I'm, you know, yeah. dealing with right now. Speak your life. Why are you taking my phone? I want to take a look at this. Picture. Oh. <laughs> um, cool. So I'll see you guys Thursday. And as always, please reach out to me on Instagram, Nina Pal Dixon. I'm on Facebook too, Twitter as well, but Instagram is kind of like my main thing. And um, feel free to leave us any thoughts, any comments. Maybe it helped. Maybe it didn't help. Maybe you want me to talk about something else. I don't know. Maybe you don't want me on the podcast and you only want Brian. I have no idea. Maybe you want you to come on but just not talk at all. <laughs> 60 minutes of silence. Yeah. Whatever it is, let us know and see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. If you gained any value from this episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. 